The most important question I got was, what is your legacy? Not a material legacy, but if life stops now, how do you want to be remembered? What is your frequency legacy? The Phoenix Frequency podcasts are a result from that question. When all seemed burned in your life, the fertile ash of a phoenix is filled with compassion, love, forgiveness, empowerment, intuition, wisdom, generosity, creativity, resilience, a balance of an evolution and involution, what is needed to rise. I am Nienke van Bezoje and I live my Phoenix frequencies. On a weekly basis, I share my insights, my resources, and I have guests who Phoenix themselves. If it resonates to you, you're welcome to rise. Welcome to the Phoenix Frequencies, and I'm delighted to have another guest on the episode today, Sophie Tabbitt from Ireland, a dear friend who faced several, what we can say, traumatic events in life, Phoenix her own way out, and most important, she's willing to share her perspective on what happened. So Sophie, how does it make you feel if you look back right now? I feel like events can happen to you that directly correlated to an awakening or a, or a shift um, in, in your system. And it can be much more gradual or it could be much more nothing and then something big. I think it, it, it changes in many people's lives. And some people have, uh, like me, a natural hunger to find what is the most optimal way to be what is the reason for us having this human experience as well the curiosity because my belief is obviously a lesson is a blessing in itself so it's all a blessing so everything that happens to you no matter how so-called bad is is a blessing because it is supporting your yeah your growth and i think if you can experience it that way it's already another frequency if you feel trapped or caught or pushed back by life and you can't see the growth or learning opportunity yet or it's difficult for you to tap into curiosity it can be very heavy and determine the outcome as well if you're taken by it rather than being with it yes and what i hear from you you have in nature this already curiosity been in you you have been curious for ages already yes to, for uh, a long long to time. go there for a long time you did mm-hmm. a lot i had quite a difficult upbringing uh with a father who was very difficult that's definitely a met but not totally resolved trauma and I don't know whether you ever achieve total resolution but it's there and it's understood and every so often I have these wonderful opportunities to meet that little girl who was so damaged and traumatized by the experience and I had that opportunity very recently through my wonderful heart mastery coach Asheva Carr where I was able to meet that little girl transform something which was to do with the current terrible disasters going on in the world uh, to transform my 
ability to actually even tolerate for a second the news about it. Moving on from that, I tried out so many different things, you know, to try and find myself. What did you do? What did I do? Well, first of all, that would be pleasing um, all the time. So that was my first strategy, which of course is has certain merit, but in the end, <laughs> it's not going to be, you know, something lasting. But then when I started to really look at what was possible I realized that that little girl who who believed that that she couldn't possibly be loved that she was bad and wicked and she perpetuated that throughout her teenage years beautifully (laughs) with great aplomb But anyway, yes, um, I got to realize that I could actually give that up and that belief, that strong, strong belief and take on a new one. I took on weirdly. Now, here I am doing something that I am trying to work on. <laughs> um, in in other words, I'm, I'm critiquing myself. It's a great strategy to critique yes. yourself. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, inner critic is my next job. Anyway, I chose to be inspiration and love. And I really took that on. And I really felt that I inhabited that on so many levels. But of course, the inner critic came and hammered that one on the head a number of times. I think it comes up when I'm literally just not believing my intuition I'm to say something as bold as I inhabited love and inspiration oh that's scary I have to critique the insight and say that's a bit weird so correct yourself isn't it yes but you also did a lot of personal development you do courses you have broad interest well I did landmark forum you know right up to the advanced course of that and then I did the week of NLP with Richard Bandler and co in London all of these things with just something to enhance my own self-development I followed various channelings my first actually was uh, Daryl Anker Bashar uh, following his books and that was very helpful to me when one of the biggest events of my life happened when my husband died in 1999 when my children were 11 8 and 5 and he died very suddenly in a helicopter accident so it was a tremendous shock to the system but weirdly he had always told me almost from when we first met that he was going to die early and that I should be prepared for it you don't believe that until it happens until it happens yeah it happens yeah yeah you did say <laughs> but having had that exposure to channeled writings of Bashar I had understood that we were creative beings that we could be creative in every aspect of our lives and that death was just a change in frequency Mm -hmm. and that of course you didn't have that physical being with you anymore but you could find an access to them that was different. I would say filtered because it's 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 like undisturbed beam of connection rather than with the daily life hassle and bustle around for me that's the difference do you recognize that yes yes indeed absolutely and so navigating all of that with three young children with three young children you know what I have to admit that I I returned a little bit to my teenage years so I became known as the merry widow for the wrong reason (laughs) I had a 
a tremendous support. And we as a family had tremendous support from the industry I worked in, which was uh, film. And so did my husband. So a lot of people from the film family came and supported and cooked things and arrived and so on. But it became quite a social activity, you know, that was not necessarily the healthiest thing. I had the opportunity to go and stay with my sister in San Francisco. She was running a riding stable out in Golden Cape Park, a big facility there. My three children, at the same age, we went a couple of months after Steve died. And we we, we we had a really healthy lifestyle there. We, you know, got up early in the morning, went out to muck out the stables and spent the day. What I hear is that you didn't get stuck, but Polly, your sister helped you to keep in mo- healthy movement. Yes. To move on. It was wonderful, I think, for all of us to have that. We weren't in the energy of people's pity as well. The expression in Ireland goes, I'm sorry for your trouble, you know, which... I found it really difficult to know how to respond, to be honest. After that, then we came back and we resumed our lives, but at a different pace. And um, my children grew up amazingly. I did uh, bring another person into my life. thought it was for the good. If you can see that as a stepping stone for growth, there is no right and wrong, just how it happened. We split up then around about 10 years later. I felt such a sense of relief, I have to be honest, and a sense of regaining my sovereignty, being the master of my own universe. Just this freedom, this, oh, it was intensely great. It transformed my life. I started getting healthy. I lost weight. I was, you know, everything started moving in a good direction. So Sophie, were there any signals before you, Phoenix? Because the death from uh, Steve, the separation, that are not the main big Phoenix events, perhaps you perhaps, but someone else came in your life and prepped you for the real Phoenix event, isn't it? I was interested in seeing what was around in the way of channeled works there. And I came across this wonderful girl called Louise Kay, who's an English English girl. So she was offering a one-to-one meeting through Zoom, integrating your trauma. And I thought, gosh, yes, that's something I could do with started a six session with her and we dealt with a lot of the early part of my life and up to you know the loss of my husband and the loss of my sister subsequently actually 10 10 years ago in December all of those things so we went through the process of being really present to them feeling them totally completely in in my body bringing them not trying to hide them so bringing them completely to the fore and integrating them and then I moved on to doing another actually it could well have been in the first course that huge event happened in my life. So July 2020, I had met my current partner, Martin, in 2018, lived quite a long way away from me. So we've been having a medium distance relationship. (laughs) We had been skirting around the idea that we might possibly be able to live together. So we were discussing the possibility of you know, maybe maybe I could move into his house, but the enormity of that because I had large house full of full of stuff. What kind of stuff? Inherited stuff? Your stuff? Inherited a lot of inheritance. Uh-huh. 
Yes, and life, the stuff collected over lives. And not just my inherited stuff, my husband's inherited stuff. And also I had two of my three children living with me, uh, now grown up and grandchild. So, you know, it was all, yeah, that's a lovely idea. So after Martin and I had this discussion, I was also then bringing that to my children to start all absolutely delighted by that idea because living with your mother, you know, when you're in your late 20s, early 30s is really not it, you know. We discussed it. I then, in my sessions with Louise, was going through the process of letting go of the stuff, the house. It was from the house that my husband left and took off in a helicopter from the field next door. So all of this sentiment and this significance placed on everything about the house and the enormity of the task of getting it ready for sale. And we put a year timeline on it, actually, interestingly. And then uh, Martin and I went off on a holiday to Portugal. Day too, I got a very, very, very distressed call from my daughter saying our house was on fire. So the house that I'd been trying to figure out how to deal with and all the stuff was in flames and it took off like a forest fire because it was a house built many years ago and there wasn't an inch of fire retardant. So every single part went and all the roof was gone and the distress of my children therefore me by being remote from them at the time was just unbelievable very lucky that she found it when she did because she could have gone to bed and we would have lost a lot more not stuff living being you were away in Portugal with Martin I didn't hear in your voice a lot of stress around the house but I do hear stress about the living beings was that the case was that because Louise prepped you for letting go yeah so I didn't sleep and By the morning, I had already started to see the silver lining. In other words, I realized that in my call to have this sorted out, my call had been met. And it was the biggest blessing in deep, deep disguise that I could ever have hoped for. Because in this fire, everything was sorted out. I mean, yes, there were losses, not going to deny that. Yes, it was distressing for everybody concerned, including myself, but everything was sorted out. And I could be grateful and thankful for um, assistance I had. So I had this guy who came and just negotiated the whole claim for me. I had adequate insurance to cover everything. And it was all just magically sorted out. My house was completely restored to sellable quality. The roof redone, complete rewiring of electrics, complete painting throughout, garden completely. So it was ready, pristine, sellable house. And that happened just within about a year. If you listen to your heart now and you tune into what has shifted from the fire for yourself, what did it bring you? Apart from the acceptance, did you design your life different after you've been soaring out of the ashes? Yes, I really was able to see how nothing is ever bad, really, because it is going to bring you either a lesson, valuable, it's going to teach you something. And I felt that I had learned that out of the 
so-called adversity and difficulty that there was so much to be gained and I could look to it being a really positive outcome. This was not only me getting what I want, it was my children. You know, my eldest daughter moved into a rental place with her now husband. My son, who was dying to get out and be independent, was able to go and find himself a a rental place on his own. And then I moved in with Martin much sooner than we had thought. And when I arrived, I was shattered by just the whole physical and mental and emotional trauma that I'd been through of going through a house that is black. And I went to him thinking that I was going to be able to collapse in his arms, but he didn't do that. And I thought, gosh, that's hard. But I realized that it was actually completely what I needed, not to collapse in a heap, but to be able to find my own strength. I also know other shifts took place in your life, this rising and recalibrating in life also a big passion in feeding this new soil yes so we acquired some land three quarters of an hour away from where we live uh, which is degraded peatland bogland woodland we had wanted to find something that we could do for nature positively enhance so we have got this and it, it is 11 acres in total of, of land and in various different stages of disrepair. So it is uh, very much until recently in normal to cut peat for, for fire. So you basically cut little rectangles of the peat and it's called turf. Dry it out and you have a turf fire. One of the pieces of land has been cut this year. So we will be restoring that by raising the water table and bringing back in the sphagnum moss, which is the bog builder. And it is a positive carbon sink. That's one aspect. But we've also joined with a wonderful group, this wonderful community of bog trotters as we call ourselves. What I hear, Sophie, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, from the total burn down past, you've got your opportunity to receive support and rebuild in a new balanced way what has burned down. So now you've got your place of 11 acres where you can restore what was disturbed, good or bad reason, for reasons, to restore so you have another footprint. I think that's a beautiful outcome as a side effect. I, I don't want to give it more significance and I see a correlation and that's the beauty what I hear in your Phoenix story. I really believe that how we can restore humanity is through restoring nature and bringing humanity into that realization that we are all one that we are all connected it's all about love and the animals know it they understand it perfectly the the trees and the mycelium and they all understand it they all understand that connection it's a wonderful prayer of mine or hope of mine you know more of humanity will understand it so by doing this i feel that it's a little bit having a community growing that community I think that's a perfect wrap-up as a wish for the world. Start with the soil, have the connection, build your community, restore the connection with nature so we can be, as a humanity, a contribution to Mother Earth rather than just a taker. And that's what I hear from you. Thanks, Sophie. Courage to rise, I hear.